Uh -oh. that's not my dad, Pastor Fields. <laughs> we will have a special Christmas sermon by a very talented and blessed young man. Give him your ear and all of your attention, <laughs> Brother Trevor. Good morning, Christ Temple North. Can y'all hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, guys doing pretty good? Yes. How many of you love and enjoy Christmas songs? How many of you have it right after Thanksgiving? Or do you kind of ease your way into it? You ease your way into it? I'm an ease my way into it kind of guy. So this, this past week, I've listened to Michael Buble and John Legend and Mariah Carey Christmas songs and I'm feeling the mood. It's snow last Sunday, and it's just an exciting time. I still got to wrap all my presents, but uh, I'll have some help on that end. But this week's been a really blessed week for me. Um, first of all, you guys know I'm a big movie nerd, and this week obviously was Star Wars. Star Wars, I see you, Brother Steve. Absolutely. Had to go see it on Friday. It is the conclusion of 43 years of a series of movies. And you have to go see it. As, as a sci-fi movie nerd, absolutely. I was there day one with my big bag of popcorn, loving it. And it's interesting that if you look back 43 years ago, they started with episode four. Most of the time, you would start from the very beginning. But George Lucas wanted to start his series from the midway point. He started in episode four. Any of you Star Wars nerds, what was that episode called? A New Hope, right? A New Hope. And they had that scroll before the movie credits. And it tells you what was going on. And it sets up the whole movie. But he starts in episode four, and it started 43 years of a world being enthralled into this whole universe of how it all came to be and what the hope was about. Right. And something that was interesting to me as I was reflecting on the Star Wars series, this week I got the news that I will be introducing a nephew into the family um, at the end of May. So... Taylor, thank you. I can just share. I got, I got the heads up before I can announce that. But there's nothing like holding a newborn child. Would you guys agree? Yeah. There, you, you look into that new baby's eyes and you're holding it and it's so fragile, but you're just sitting there wondering in possibility, what could this child do? You have the hope and the excitement for what this child is about to do in, in their life. And you just start to wonder and you amaze. And if you're a parent, you begin to fantasize, like, I'm gonna try not to make sure that he's in the NBA like right away, right? But in my mind, he's gonna be a baller, right? Like it just it's just something about holding a newborn that gives you hope. And that's why I love when people bring their newborns into church for the first time. You're like, oh man, look at that. It gets you excited about this. And so we have to understand what this season is about and why we have this hope. One of the defining characteristics of Christianity, and especially Christian music, because like hip-hop is very aggressive, it's, 
very bombastic, you know, makes you try to get to move or in your face. Rock and roll's very similar. Country and R&B had the same type of origins, but they had the same type of feelings they tried to emote from you. But when you turn on to Christian music, the overwhelming theme of it is hope. That's the greatest thing. You can define, you can hear a few beats of Christian music, and you know that's a Christian song. You know it, because the defining characteristic of Christianity is hope. And so we have to start not quite like George Lucas did with episode four, because if we just jump right into the Christmas story, you won't know why we needed a new hope. Right? So we have to start at the very beginning. And this is the scroll before the Christmas story comes about. Okay? Way back in Genesis, I'm going to give you a recap of previously on. Um, Genesis chapter 3, we see that Adam and Eve bite into the apple, sin enters into the world. And God proclaims to Satan, it says in verse 3, chapter. Uh, Chapter 3, verse 15, And I will cause hostility between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head, and he, you will strike his heel. God was promising to Satan himself, saying, There's going to be a son of mine that's going to take over. And he's, going to, he's going to bruise your head. He's going to put a big dent in your whole plan. Right. Then we move forward a few chapters. In Genesis 12, Abraham gets introduced. And God promises, in verse 12, chapter 12, verse 3, he says, I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Through your seed, through your line, my plan is going to be through your genealogy. This is the plan I'm, I'm setting forth, through Abraham's line. And then Moses comes along. They go to Egypt, Moses has to come and escape them. And then once they escape, God gives Moses the law. In fact, he gives them 613 laws that Moses gives, showcasing how far we are from God's standard. Right? It is rough. Most of you that do the yearly Bible plan, you try to skip through these chapters. Right? It's just a lot of just... I'm not a legal document kind of guy. Like, I just signed the terms of service, yes. At the bottom, like, you, 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 it's like yes, I downloaded it. I'm installing it on my computer. I don't care if you get, you get my firstborn. I, just, I don't want to read all this, okay? <laughs> so you just hit accept, and you just hope and pray to God that everything works out. <laughs> but the law comes about and showcases how far we are from God's standard. And no one can live under that. It was impossible to live under that. And then the great idea of religious leaders come about, and if it wasn't already difficult enough, they add more of their own stuff onto it. And it's just an oppressive, interesting thing. And it's amazing to me that this idea still lingers in our society. It's no wonder people think, I can't come to church until I get my life together. Because they're looking at these laws and like, I can't live up to that. That's impossible. So they have to figure out, we need a new hope. This is, we, this is not sustainable. And the prophets come along in the Old Testament, and they start giving us the trailers. 
Before the movie starts, you get the trailers. Now they're way too long, okay? Movie theaters, can we, can we cut it down from like 18 trailers to six? But they had to give you the trailers because they want you to come back to the movie theater to see the new movies that are coming out. I already got like five on my list I have to see in the next few months, right? Bad Boys, James Bond, I'm there. Tom Cruise, Top Gun, I'm there. Day one. Um, but the prophets start giving us the trailers. They start prophesizing um, what this Messiah is going to be about. Micah 5.2 says, he will born, He'll be born in Bethlehem of Judah. Isaiah 7, chapter 14 says, He will be born of a virgin. Well, that's pretty unique. Um, none of you got here by, from a virgin mother. Um, 2 Samuel 7, 16 says, He will have a throne, a kingdom, and a dynasty or a house, starting with King David, that will last forever. Isaiah 9 says, He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and will possess an everlasting kingdom. So we have all this excitement. And then silence for 400 years. You ever you go to the movie theater and you're like, oh man, that movie looks incredible. And then it just says at the end, it says summer 2021. You're like, what? <laughs> Why didn't you show that to me now? Summer 2021, that, might, that seems like forever from now. Why didn't you show that to me? Well, God's people are like, like that for 400 years of silence. Why tell me all this stuff and then nothing? Nothing. I thought I was going to have a new hope. You're getting me excited for something that may not happen in my lifetime. And through those 400 years, God's people get overtaken by rulers and wars, and they lose, and they are oppressed. The Romans come in, and they take over, and they are struggling. They are hurting. They don't see God's plan in all of this. Some of you, right now is not a Merry Christmas for some of you. You may have lost some people this year. You may have lost a job or transition in life, maybe gone through a divorce or family issues. And so, Merry Christmas, you're not feeling, you're not dreaming of a white Christmas right now. You are needing a new hope. You are needing something to come in, be like Luke and Leah, and be like, hey, I need a new hope, okay? I need something that's going to change my circumstances. This is what God's people are at right now. So we're going to turn to Luke chapter 1. Beginning at verse 26. And the new hope is the Christmas story. It's the Christmas story. I know some of you have got your Christmas lights up and you've got your nativity scenes and everything else. But I want you to picture this like a movie. Picture this like it, it is Star Wars but on a grand scale. There is not a better story that's been written than the Bible. They try to emulate it. Godfather is great, but it's not quite like the Bible. 
has twists and turns and things that are unexpected. And the Christmas story is so full of hope. So that's why we're going to pick up. Verse 26, it says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. So would I, Mary. Uh, if you saw an angel, you would freak out too. Verse 30. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. That is amazing to me. She doesn't understand and fully grasps it till later. But this, the angel's going to tell her that she is favored because she's inducted into the family. She's going to be inducted into the family through a child being born. And what's amazing to me is as you think about this, this is the same favor we have. Because as you know, those that are followers are called brothers and sisters in Christ. We are brought into that family. So the same favor that God gave Mary is the same favor that we have. And it's very humbling. That's the reason why Christmas should be celebrated with more fervor with Christians than anyone else on, on, in the world. I don't care if Starbucks says happy holidays. I will continue to say Merry Christmas. Because it's the reason for a hope. And it's amazing to me, everywhere else in the world they celebrate Christmas, even if they don't believe that Jesus Christ is. They just celebrate it. They love it. Billions and trillions of dollars are spent worldwide for this holiday. Billions. Whole companies will go, they call it Black Friday because before they were in the red, and now they're in the black. They, they, they have transitioned from being profitable. Right? So it is something that the whole world acknowledges and celebrates. But Christians, this means something special to us. Because I know where I was at. I know where I was from, where I was at, and where God has taken me to. And so this is why Christianity should be celebrating this from the rooftops. And we do a pretty good job here. In verse 31, it says, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. The reason why Christmas is so special is because this particular moment holds all of time in its hands. What do we call the years before Christ was born? B.C., right? B.C. What's, B.C. what's B.C. stand for? Before Christ. So everything before this was B.C. 600 years B.C. here in history class. 500, 600, 300, 200. It counts down. And then what do we call after his birth? 
A.D. Any Latin people in here? Annual Domini um, is A.D., which means it's Latin for year of our Lord, the year he was born. So all of time is held, how we mark time is held within this moment. Even scientists use it. How to mark history is in this moment. And it will last forever. Right? This is how special this moment is. This kingdom will never end. 34. Uh, how will this be, Mary asks the angel, since I'm a virgin? I went to home ec class. I know how this comes about. Um, I'm about to be married. This is, not, this is not how I picture life to be. Right? I'm making plans. I'm picking out wedding cakes and bridesmaids' uh, dresses and all these different things. How's this going to be? This is, not how my this is not how I pictured my life being. The angel said, answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One will be born, to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old, her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. Verse 37. For no word from God will ever fail. If you don't have that highlighted in your Bible, are you reading your Bible? That, that is one, I, I would double highlight that. Underline it, make notes in, in, this, in the margins. No word from God will ever fail. I love how Mary responds. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Even though this is how she pictured life to be, she's going to be obedient to it. She goes, oh man, that phone call. Hey, we need to talk. It's going to be an awkward moment. Guys hate that. We need to talk. Oh, gosh. Right? Talk about what? What do you mean talk? What did I do? You start playing back. Oh, what's going on? We need to talk. Joseph, it's not me. Something happened. I couldn't imagine that conversation. I couldn't imagine that conversation, the awkwardness of that. And we know Joseph's reaction. We see the other accounts of how Joseph responded. And God had to come to him, talk to him personally. But I understand it. I understand it. And for those, this is going to be, I, haven't, I didn't even plan this out. Okay, so show of hands, who thought that Mary had it harder? Harder. Who had it harder, Mary or Joseph? Raise your hand if, you had it, if Mary had it harder. Boy, I see some nervous men making eye contact <laughs> with, with their significant others because they are trying not to start an argument tonight after church. Oh, boy. For those that think that Joseph had it harder, raise your hand. Okay. Boy, there are going to be some arguments after, at the lunch table tonight. Oh, man.
That's a trick question. They both had it hard. But <laughs> Mary knew what happened to her. She knew what happened to her. She went through it. She was there. But Joseph, a carpenter by trade, a guy who measures twice, cuts once. It was not adding up to him. He had to accept it on blind faith. That's very hard to do. That's very hard to do. And then he has to go to the market, and, and people are whispering, and, you know, they go to the playground. Hey, that baby looks like so-and-so. You sure that's his? <laughs> <laughs> you know there was some conversations happening. Those ears don't look like his. You know there was some conversations around there. And so Mary, Mary has to get sent off. Joseph's like, hey, you got to go. And she goes to, Mary, uh, to Elizabeth. And I love that Elizabeth gets there. Uh, Mary sees... Uh, Elizabeth sees Mary come in and she just leaps for joy because she understands um, who and what is in front of her. She just went through a miraculous uh, birthing stage herself, right? She just got impregnated miraculously at a very old age. And she sees Mary with the same type of miracle, probably even greater coming before her, and she immediately says the Holy Spirit came upon her, and she immediately recognized and was um, in her presence. And then we go down, and we see Mary's song. Mary, after meeting with Elizabeth, and they probably were discussing it, she fully grasped the magnitude of the situation. And we get this beautiful song from Mary. And this should be our song. It's called Mary's Song. But I want you to put yourself in this. Imagine you singing this. I know you may be going through some tough times or you're trying to figure out how you're going to pay that credit card bill off because you, put, you spent way too much on Christmas. But this almost should be called our song. For those that have been blessed or through some things, you can recognize with this. Verse 46, Mary says, My soul glorifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will, be call, will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him. From generation to generation, he has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his, ser his servant Israel remember him to be merciful. To Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. She stays with her for three months before returning home. She's recognizing the magnitude of the situation. 
I will be blessed. People will call me blessed for generations. The Catholic Church loves Mary. Right. We still celebrate Mary. We're not sure what happened to Joseph. We know what happened to Joseph, but he's not mentioned too many times left. After, after the Christmas story, he's not mentioned too many times in the Bible, if at all. But we get to see Mary and how blessed she is throughout this. And then in the next chapter, we see that there's a sense that's about to take place, and they have to travel. So we're going to pick up in verse 6. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped, up in, wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. They were doing their job, going about their daily business. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone, shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Imagine. 400 years of silence, 400 years of previews, teasers, trailers, going about your day, and you get to be the first people to hear that the Savior is born. The dreams and hopes for all of mankind has been born. The plan that started from the very beginning has come into fruition. And you're the first people to hear about it. See, we love origin stories and superhero movies. We know we love some Superman and Batman and Iron Man and all these, the Marvel movies. I watched all of them. Right? And it's exciting to see the hero come into fruition to come and recognize the power that they have, and they start becoming a superhero, right? You see Superman pick up the tanker, and he comes out and rescues those people. He's like, yeah, let's go. This was the origin story for the Savior, and we're going to witness it. And the angels are so excited, they had to tell anybody. So they found the closest people near there, and they're like, hey, there's some shepherds, we'll tell them. They couldn't contain that excitement. Verse 12. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and laying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Man, that's beautiful. His favor is resting on us. It's resting. We get, to, we get to experience throughout our entire lives episodes 7, 8, and 9. Right? We get to see how this is playing out. And one day we'll see how this all concludes. But 
Peace on earth on those who his favor rests. This is the hope. This is the peace that hope gives. Those that don't have this type of hope are restless. They are stressed out. They are struggling. They're just trying to scrape, claw, and figure life out on their own. And that's a tough place to be at. Some of you, you guys know that. Sometimes we forget what our hope lies in, where our peace lies in. Here I'm inviting you to come back and find that you have his favor and that should give you some peace. Let it rest on him. It's freely given. When the angels had left them and gone to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. i got to see this. i got to see this. Right? And sometimes we're like, word spreads of a new Netflix movie that just came out. Oh, i got to go home that night and watch it. <laughs> what, a new movie on Netflix? Oh, let's go. And it's freely available. i got to do it. It was, it was funny because that's how I saw Star Wars, right? Co-worker left work early to go see it. He texted me, Trevor, you got to go see it. I immediately got on the app. Fine, where, where can I see it? 10.45, cool, I'll, I'll take a nap. And <laughs> <laughs> bought my ticket right then because I had to see it right then and there. And that's what, that's what the, the shepherds had to do. They had to go see this right then and there. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what has been told, had told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. We are still amazed 2,019 years later. Still amazed. I challenge you today, you go to Denny's or IHOP or First Watch or wherever you're going with your family members. I challenge you to share. Say Merry Christmas or sharing with the good news with somebody, whether it be your waiter, the clerk checking you out at Hy-Vee or Price Chopper. Because if you can't contain this excitement, just like the shepherds couldn't, they couldn't contain it, they had to tell everybody. Share the hope. Because there are people out there that are hopeless. Give them the hope that you have. If you don't feel like doing it, invite them to church. Give them a, give them a card out there. Say, hey, Merry Christmas. And just give them the card and let the Holy Spirit do the rest for you. Verse 19. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. We're going to do some Christmas songs here in a few minutes, in a few moments. You should be singing loud and proud. Don't overthrow Isaac. You probably can't, over, you probably can't sing better than him. But 
this should be special to you. Take some time this week and soak the magnitude of what this day is. In between basketball games and opening presents and everything else, spending time with the family, traveling to and fro, eating a bunch of food, take a moment, grasp the magnitude, give glory to God, and give him praise. And this is like the end of episode three of Star Wars. I, I never imagined I would intertwine Star Wars and Christmas together. But the end of episode three, you see a child being born. Luke Skywalker. Chapter four, A New Hope. Verse 21. On the eighth day, when the time of circumcised the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. Our new hope has come into the world. His name is Jesus. He is the Savior. He is the, Marcel, the Great One. He is the one that came to save you from your sins. He is the, 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 the promises coming to fruition. And his kingdom will raise forever. Amen. 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 Pastor Fields. Those wishing to be baptized, go ahead and, and make your way there. Give Trevor another hand, Frank. Right.